This podcast is brought to you by DiStefano Hair Restoration. For the month of February, Dr. Highness is rolling back prices to pre-COVID fees. Save $1,500 this month when you mention Howie. Go to hairman.com. That's hairman.com. Strap yourself in. It's time for the Howie Car Show. There he is, on his way to Brownsville, Texas. Just 46 migrant apprehensions this past week in Brownsville. Compare that to over 2,100 in Eagle Pass in the last five days. Hmm, I wonder why Biden chose Brownsville. It's a sham, Bart! Live from the Matthews Brothers Studios. Here's the thing. We have done the work uh, to make sure we're dealing with a broken immigration system. When the lie detector test determined, that was a lie. Who's your captain? Howie Carr. President Biden had his annual physical yesterday, and his doctor says the results show he is fit to serve in the White House. How was your physical? Yeah, good, 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 yeah, yeah, uh, too good, matter of fact. You, you know what the doctor said? The doctor said I was too healthy, you know, in, in, in too good of shape. Don't even know how. Too good of shape. You didn't go to your physical, did you? Uh, I did not. Rump swabs, hacks, and moon bats beware. It's... Howie Carr. 844-500-4242. You know, we had our poll question yesterday was, uh, who do you think should be the uh, next uh, Senate Republican leader, and we didn't put. And I knew I'd forget somebody. And I, and you know who I was corrected by today? I, I just Robert Kennedy Jr. He said he voted. He would vote for Rand Paul. Rand Paul would be a great majority leader. Someone else just uh, texted and said uh, Mike Braun, the senator from uh, Indiana, was on with Maria for an extended interview this morning. He should go on our list of great choices who will never be elected. Yeah, that's just it. Cornyn announced today, the guy from Texas, that he's, he's always the one with the uh, nice uh, wavy white hair uh, be standing behind uh, the turtle. He's, he announced his candidacy today. He's the, I, he's the, the former whip or the he, – he, he's like the number three guy. Uh, there's Mitch and then there's Thune and then there's Cornyn. But they're not they're not going to make it eight four four five or or there you know none of the ones that we wanted Holly Vance uh, Rand Paul they're not going to make it it's going to be one of the uh, it's going to be one of the swappers eight four four five hundred forty two forty two eight four four five hundred forty two forty two let's play let's play Mitt Romney before we get down to the borders and back to the illegal aliens by the way. You should see the video of Brandon at the border. I mean, you've seen him looking frail and feeble in the past. So have we all. But today, he looks worse than ever, wouldn't you say, Taylor? I guess not. I guess Taylor wouldn't say that. (laughs) You know, you ever ever watch the zombie movies when they're just kind of like, Going, it's night, and they're just like lurching forward. And this time, it's the zombies on the border in the daytime. And of course, he's in an area where there aren't any uh, illegal aliens, so to prove that everything's totally fine. Eight four four five hundred forty two forty two eight four four five hundred forty two forty two. So let's play the Mitt Romney cut. This is uh, Mitt Romney. Uh, he was on some one of the uh, one of the deep state TV shows. Cut 14. 
would you vote for Donald Trump over Joe Biden? No, 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 okay. absolutely not. I mean, for me, there, there are two factors in deciding who I want to have as the leader of my country and, and the person who is the example of the president for my kids and my grandkids. One is their position and policies. And on foreign policy, I'm, I'm not aligned with, with Donald Trump, at least as I understand his policy. On domestic policy, yeah, I align with many of his domestic policies. But there's another dimension besides policy, and that's character. And I think what America is as a nation, what has allowed us to be the most powerful nation on earth and the leader of the earth, is the character of the people who have been our leaders, past presidents, but also mothers, fathers, church leaders, university presidents, and so forth. Having a president who is so uh, defaulted of character uh, would have an enormous impact on the character of America. And for me, that's the, the primary consideration. Character? Joe Biden has a lot of character. Is that what you're saying, Mittens? God, how can we miss him when he won't go away? Trump never he- put a dog on top of his car. <laughs> Seamus. If Seamus were still alive today, he would be uh, he would be slinking away with his tail between his legs. He would be so embarrassed. A to beautiful be... dog. A talented dog. <laughs> 84 Brandon looks bad today because they shot the Narcan into the fat tissue instead of a muscle. I don't think it's Narcan, but I, you know, I would really like to know at some point what what they hit him up with, and it whatever it is that it it's not working as well as it used to. But I think that's you know kind of to be expected. That's that's the way this this particular disease works, you know. Like they they used to be they could they could give him a hot shot and he'd last for ten minutes maybe. Now it's three minutes tops, and he and they give him those shoes that, uh, you know, apparently keep him, uh, make it harder for him to fall and easier to keep his balance on pavement. But he's not on pavement today. He's on dirt. He's down, he's down the border. And he's just, he, he looks like he's about to fall over. He was with a uh, military guy or somebody in a uniform, and I thought he was going to just grab onto the back of his uh, arm, but beneath his elbow, his lower arm, just to, just to, prevent himself from falling over. It was pitiful. 844-500-4242-774. Mitt Romney has become a cartoon character. He's always, listen, he's always been a cartoon character. You know who, you know who he is as a cartoon character? Dudley Do-Right. Remember Dudley Do-Right from the Mounties? That's, that's the persona that Mitt Romney has always tried to, uh, tried to embrace. 844-500-4242, 844-500-4242. Justin, you're next with Howie Carr. Go ahead, Justin. Howie, back to the whole thing about illegals and housing and everything else. I hate to say I told you so, but back in the 90s, before they revamped the Greenbush line down here on the South Shore, I was telling everybody continuously, don't let them bring that train back. If you bring that train back, all the yuppies up and down the, the railroad beds here are going to move. And when they move, those houses are going to get bought up, and they're going to get turned into apartments. And everybody continuously said, you're paranoid. You don't know what you're talking about. Those people can't afford to live down here. And I'm telling them, outright, you don't, you don't know what you're talking about. They're going to fill these areas with all these illegals. And everybody thought I was smoking crack, for lack of a better term. But now I'm sitting here telling the exact same people who was right. 
who was right? And they sit there and they go, hey, well, you know what, man, times change. Just get used to it. Hey, you're the one that told me I was paranoid. And now all of a sudden when I put it right back in your face and tell you, show you that with proof that I was right, you turn around and change your freaking story. Yeah, no, no, you're right. I mean, that's the whole thing about uh, Milton. I mean, Milton just realizes what's going to be done to them. You know, if they if they put in this housing and they and they and the state is punishing them, they're punished that, you know, and the globe is all in. Yeah, let's get Milton. Let's get Milton. Don't doesn't the globe have a few reporters who live in Milton? I know they have at least one. Oh, that's right. They fired her because she was a real reporter. So they got rid of her. So I guess that's why they don't feel they have any commitment to Milton. 844-500-4242-617. Please invite, invite Mitt on to your show to better explain how Brandon is better than Trump. You know, the thing is, I, I one thing I always remember that Mike Pence said, he said it in 2016, he said, uh, you know, they talk about, uh, you know, Trump being a playboy and all this stuff, he said, but he's got a great family and you can't fake good kids. And and I and I, know, I never heard that. Maybe that's some Midwestern expression that, that I'd never been exposed to. But it's it's perfect. You can't fake good kids. And, you know, I hate to point the finger at anybody, but does Joe Biden have any good kids? Ashley? Hunter? 844 Does he have any good siblings? Frank? Jim? No. 844-500-4242-844-500-4242. Hey, it's Howie Carr. If you're like me, you need your sleep. Not five or six hours. I'm talking about seven or eight blissful hours of uninterrupted sleep. And there's one thing that makes my night complete, and that's my pillow's famous Giza Dream Sheets. They're luxurious, ultra soft, and breathable. They come in a variety of sizes and stylish colors. And right now, for a limited time, Howie fans can get a queen-sized sheet set for $59.98 and king-sized sheet set for just $69.98. These are the lowest prices in history, and these are these really are the best sheets I've ever slept on. You put your bare feet in them, and they're warm and soft. It's just it's just a great great set of sheets. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Listener Square. You'll find this amazing offer and deep discounts on all MyPillow products. You'll even get 60% off the original oh-so-comfortable MySlippers. Sleep better than ever. Go to MyPillow.com to get comfort and savings. You can also call them at 800-658-4965. Don't forget the code Howie. Don't love them? Don't worry. MyPillow has a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-658-4965 and use the code Howie. I'm Howie Carr. Get a crash course from the captain on everything he's talking about in today's show. Go to HowieCarshow.com and click on today's edition of Howie's Homework. You'll be up to speed on today's news in no time. Howie Carr is back. Today's poll question is brought to you by the Nosset Beach Inn. Right now you can stay at the Nosset Beach Inn for under $200 a night. Those are the winter rates. To reserve your pet-friendly ocean view room, go to nossetbeachinn.com. That's nossetbeachinn.com. 
Taylor, what's the poll question? What are the results thus far? Today's poll question, which you can vote in at HowieCarshow.com, is which group is most likely to succeed with the I was drunk or high defense for criminal behavior? Illegal aliens, Bidens, Kennedys, or everyday Americans? (laughs) I'm going to go for illegal aliens. 46% say illegals, 41% say the Bidens, 11% say Kennedys, 2% 2% say everyday Americans. 11% for the Kennedys. How soon we forget. And they've actually used that. <laughs> I'm, I'm drunk. I know that. <laughs> right. That was what uh, Summer Summer Kennedy, Max's, uh, Max's daughter after her graduation from Brown. That was, that was in the summer of 2017. I was just in time for uh, Kennedy Babylon Volume 2, and uh, we put it out as a magnet, the mug shots of her and her dear old dad, Max Kennedy. I don't think he was drunk, he, but he was smashing his head into the wall at two in the morning, and I, I don't know what that's all about, you know. Yeah, he didn't even use the "I was high" or "drunk" defense. He just, he just said, "I'll take the, I'll take the, uh, I'll take the plea, Your Honor." All right, President Trump. We're going to get to all of your calls here, but uh, President Trump is speaking right now from Eagle Pass, Texas. He's, he's in. Uh, He's in Texas for uh, his border uh, appearance. Uh, Brandon is following him. Monkey see, monkey do. And uh, Trump is also having, or may have already done it, he may have already recorded it. He's doing a town hall with Sean Hannity that will be shown on Fox tonight. But here's uh, Donald Trump live from Texas, the border. story that we've had to live with for the last few days, it's hard to believe. And her parents are just, they can never be the same. Great people. Just four days ago, an illegal alien in Louisiana was arrested for brutally raping a 14-year-old girl while holding a knife to her throat. And he then allegedly robbed a man who was getting out of his car in front of his home and repeatedly stabbed him in the face, in the back, in the face many, many times before police found this person standing in the middle of a street, all covered with blood, standing over the blood of the man he was attacking. Last year, a sadistic illegal alien criminal who was released into our country by Joe Biden was arrested for raping an 11-year-old girl and strangling her to death in Pasadena, Texas. And shortly before she was murdered, she texted her father that someone was knocking at the door. He arrived home from work and found his daughter's body stuffed in a laundry basket underneath the bed. Horrible. Crooked Joe is... The blood of countless innocent victims. It's so many stories to tell, so many horrible stories. Three years ago, we had the most secure border in history. Brandon was saying it. The general was saying it. We had the most secure border. And people weren't coming because they knew they weren't going to get in. And we weren't promising free education, free medical, free everything. I mean, all the promises that are made, no wonder they come. I mean, uh, you look at what this governor, Newscom from California, isn't that his name? (laughs) I like that. Uh, what he's done to California is unbelievable. People are pouring in. They think they're going to get medical aid. And our soldiers, our vets aren't being taken care of. But people that come into our country illegally are. We ended catch and release. We built 571 miles of border wall, much more than I promised I'd build. And in addition, we purchased another 200 miles. And uh, they sold that, much of it for five cents on the dollar. And it's the best wall, the same wall that you're using, because the governor's now building a lot of wall also, and it works. Walls work. Walls and wheels, I always said. It's one thing never gets obsolete, a wall and a wheel. Everything else is obsolete about two weeks after you come up with it. And we got 
Mexico to give us 28,000 soldiers to take care of our border. We had the safest border in the history of our country, and now outside of this area where Texas has done an amazing job, and in a pretty short period of time, they're going to have it all covered. Uh, they have just been incredible. What they, The operation that sh they showed me is nothing less than incredible. And I'll say this, uh, it's a military operation. I mean, we have a military, this is like a war. It's a military operation. So we had Remain in Mexico, remember that? You can't come into our country, and Mexico agreed to it, and I'll tell you someday, I'll tell you why. Safe, safe third agreements, asylum bans, Title 42, and rapid removals. But Title 42 was so important, rapid removal so important. But the best was remain in Mexico. Yes. You stay in Mexico. We had catch and release in Mexico. We had catch before that. It was catch and release a criminal, and they released him in the United States. We had no more catch and release. Our catch and release was we released him in Mexico. And if you broke the law, we caught you, we deported you, or we did something else. But we were doing a great job, and uh, that's where it stood. And then we had an election that uh, we ended up getting many millions of more votes than we did. We did much better in 2020 than we ever even thought about doing in 2016. And very bad things happened. And from that moment on, it was a whole different ball game in Texas and all over. But the governor in Texas picked up the ball, and they've done an incredible job. And I'll tell you, it's an honor to be here. I brought some people here, some executives from New York, because they're, they're marveling at it, too. And uh, you're doing your job. Now we have to find out what's going on on the side, each side, because Arizona's not doing their job. You have a Democrat, liberal, or more than that, governor that probably doesn't want to do anything. So people are just pouring in through Arizona. She's going crazy, though. And they're pouring in through... Uh, the uh, the beautiful she, she state, anything, the once beautiful she, she state, still beautiful, I guess, but they have a lot of crime and a lot of problems, California, because uh, the governor's not doing his job in California. He's doing a terrible job. Again. He talks a good game. You know, he talks about how wonderful things are, but he's wrong. And they have a big outflow of people, people that pay taxes, people that don't commit crime. They're leaving. A lot of them are leaving. So I just want to thank the governor. I want to thank this incredible group of talent behind me and we just went through a uh, we just went through something very very special uh, we we did a, a tour and we did it through all sorts of cameras they're all over the place I don't know they're in the sky they're in satellites they're on the top of those light poles they're all over the place and you, <laughs> you know one thing I heard last night at Mar-a-Lago is that uh, you know that there's, there's another guy on the short list of vice presidential candidate. You just heard his name mentioned three or four times in that short segment, and that's Governor Greg Abbott of Texas. He's he he's uh, he's really on the front lines. And if immigration, illegal immigration, and the and the crime wave and the welfare dependency and just the overall societal disillusion dissolution that it's producing, if that's an issue, Greg Abbott is a perfect, perfect person to to handle it. All right, so uh, we'll have some more. We missed the beginning of his, uh, his statement about uh, Lake and uh, Riley, the, uh, the the poor uh, young nursing student who was uh, viciously murdered by a Venezuelan third world thug uh, a week ago today in Athens, Georgia. Eight four four five hundred forty two forty two. We're going to we're going to get back to more of this in, uh, in just a uh, just a moment, and we're going to take all of your calls, and we'll try to get some we'll try to get some of the earlier uh, sound from uh, from the president's uh, speech. Eight four four five hundred forty two forty two. I'm Howie Carr.
live from the Matthews Brothers Studios. The uh, text line seems to like new scum as the brand new nickname for Governor Gavin Newsom. New scum. 781, what's the new scum reference? Was there a story behind that or emphasis on the scum? No, I think he just came up with it. <laughs> it's one of those things with nicknames. You know, you just... It just pops into your head. Sometimes they work. Sometimes they don't work. You know, I think I think new scum works. Uh, 774 says, no, 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 not Abbott. Can't trust him. He took too long to act in Texas. I, uh, I don't know. I think he did a pretty good job. I think he, the best thing he did was sending all the busloads of uh, illegal aliens to Chicago and New York and Washington, D.C. And, uh, you know, you know, everybody in modern America needs a story if you're a politician and he's he's got the good story i mean he you know he was uh, he, he he lost the use of his legs at, at an early age and didn't let it get him down he's just you know gone straight ahead and uh, as, as uh, you know way overachieved for anybody he, it, it, whether they're in a wheelchair or not i mean it's a it's a pretty heartwarming story 844 500 4242 Although I'm sure the mainstream media would find a way to dust him up if uh, if he ever were the vice presidential candidate on the Republican side. 844-500-4242. Johnny, you're next with Howie Carr. Go ahead, Johnny. Yeah, Howie. First off, I'm one of those guys that, you know, you, I didn't like the um, meatball run. I thought that was kind of odd. But no, I didn't. I didn't like that either. Way. Yeah, but new scum, that's just that's just rolls off the tongue. <laughs> but you know, it, it, it's funny that you know uh, Mitt Romney. Now, am I crazy or not? Wasn't he a vulture capitalist? Isn't that how he made his bones? And and he had well, you know, I mean, yeah, he yeah he was a he was a venture capitalist. Yeah, I mean, they they made him sound worse than he was. I think you know they he was they they cl- claimed he was killing people and in addition to torturing his dog and uh, you know uh, beating up gay people gay kids and when he was in prep school, et cetera, et cetera. But they they do that to any Republican, Johnny. You know that. Yeah, but at the end of the day, I mean, we're talking about Pierre Delecto, a grown yes, man we are. Has to go by- Yes, that, that's all, Howie. <laughs> Thanks for the call. Yeah, I, and I, as I said earlier uh, this week, uh, is uh, you know the outgoing Republican chair, uh, Ronna Romney McDaniel, is she going to uh, reassume her, or retake her her maiden name, Ronna Delecto, when she leaves the uh, chairmanship of the Republican National Committee? Eight four four five hundred forty two forty two. Andy, you're next with Howie Carr. Go ahead, Andy. Hi, Howie. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Sure. Uh, you made a comment about the hotel owners raking in the cash. Yes. Um, but their hotels are going to be uh, seriously damaged with this Correct. going on. But you also know that this is not sustainable. So these hotel owners are going to wind up with a bunch of um, immigrants in the hotel with and no money when the money dries up. And, and they're not going to be able to get these people out of their hotels. They're not going to be getting any money anymore, so they're going to get screwed, and their buildings are going to be destroyed. Then what's going to happen with these immigrants? They're going to need food. They're going to need water. They're going to start venturing out into our cities and towns. And They already are venturing out into the cities and towns, Andy. You know, well, one of the plans they've got is that they're going to – there's this program called Home Base, 
and it's supposed to get uh, low-income Americans into into housing, and they give them a thirty thousand dollars to to uh, subsidize or or totally pay for their rents for two years. But at the end of but you know they're going to put these people in there. They're all from the third world. They're, you know I they, they they have no idea they and they haven't since they arrived here. They haven't had to pay for utilities or uh, or water or cable or Wi-Fi. They're going to go. They're going to move into these houses. They're not going to have any of these things. They're not going to know how to get them. And at the end of the two years, chances are they're not going to have jobs. They're you know most of them. I'm told aren't going to ESL classes, English as a second language. I mean, the ones that are are doing okay, but they're getting minimum wage jobs. So what happens at the end, if they get them out of the hotels and they put them in these these $30,000 subsidized home base, uh, what amounts to Section 8 housing, what happens at the end of the two years? They're going to be homeless again in, in, in all likelihood. What ha- where do they go then? They're going to have to move west of Worcester. There's no there's no welfare apparatus in places like Bayer or Barry, whatever you call it, and or, or uh, Athol. Where where are they gonna Where are they gonna stay? They're gonna sleep in the woods, you know? I I don't know what they I I don't I'm with you, Andy. I don't know what the end game is here. What do they What do they think is going to happen? And again, they they took them out of Terminal E about a month ago, right? And then they took over Melnia Cass center in Roxbury, threw all the kids, all the senior citizen programs out, put them in. They said, they said now, now Terminal E is clear. Guess what? This morning, uh, Channel 5 had a big story. They're sleep- another batch has moved in. And they keep talking about the cap. We've got a cap. What, what cap? There's, there, there's more of them coming in every day. They they get they they know they they're going wherever the welfare is and the the welfare is better here than just about any other state. Did you see though Governor Hochul in New York? She's going to uh, she's going to uh, uh, tweak the civil service law so that illegal aliens can get uh, can get state state jobs state jobs, which is probably you know ironic because you know a lot of the retired city workers in New York City have have lost some of their medical benefits because they don't have enough money to pay people who worked Americans who worked their whole lives here so they they're taking away some of their medical benefits so they can uh they could they could give more money to the illegal aliens 844-500-4242-844-500-4242 uh this MBTA housing debacle that's in that's what's going on in Milton just just south of the city is feeling more and more like a taking as an eminent domain i.e. municipalities couldn't permit commercial within a certain area and then they're taking it. Well, this is why Mara Healy has declared this state of emergency. So she can do basically whatever she wants, operate by fiat. It's the same thing Charlie Parker did during COVID, right? He declared a state of emergency. And he could he could just override any 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 other uh, municipalities or any any other governmental agencies. And it was a complete disaster. And this is going to be a complete disaster. 844-500-4242-617. I have no sympathy for the hotel owners. I don't either. We're going to have uh, Shauna O'Connell on later in the uh, later in the show, the uh, mayor of Taunton. She's running for the state committee, and I, I urge everybody to vote for her. She's, she's just a great, great person. And uh, she, we'll ask her about what's going on in Taunton. And, uh, I mean, she's, she's done her best, but she, she can't do anything under this state of emergency that's declared because, you know, it's just like the feds, 
trump the state if there's a, if there's any kind of question about who's got the authority and the state trumps the municipalities that's the way it is and, and it's and it's screwing all of the working and 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 middle class communities in Massachusetts because they're the ones that they're, they're dumping all these illegal aliens on. Well, Martha's Vineyard, Nantucket, Dover, Sherborne, Brookline, they all they all just they wash their hands, the Pontius Pilate like. 844-500-4242. Dave, you're next with Howie Carr. Go ahead, Dave. Howie, isn't isn't aren't Brookline and communities uh, similar isn't isn't that where all the big money donors are for more for Mora? Isn't that where all the money's coming from for her? Of course, yeah, right. Money well, money yeah. talks, working class walks. So, it, as evidence that the resistance to this invasion is starting to become effective, have you noticed that the uh, there's all all that much more urgency to accelerate and normalize the acceptance of this, and that they've now come up with a new term for the for, for the uh, illegal aliens. Now they're newcomers, right? right. Newcomers. So, uh, a la Newsom's handle, shouldn't they be called new scummers? <laughs> Thanks for the call, Dave. Brandon is now speaking, and uh, we're gonna, we don't usually take Brandon live, but let's do it for a couple of minutes. He just here. called people who don't believe in climate change Neanderthals. So there's that. Ne- Neanderthals, not cro 20 homes that are just totally destroyed. One home sitting there because they had the right roof on it. And anyway, since I took office, anyway. he was provided Texas alone over $13 billion, $13 billion in three years of disaster relief after fires and winter storms across the state. And when disaster he's on the border strike, and he's talking about climate no change. There's no red state or blue state where I come from. They're just communities and families looking for help. So we're standing with everyone, everyone affected by these wildfires. I'm going to continue to help you respond and recover. Now, turning to the purpose of my visit, I want to thank Congressman Gonzalez. There you are, pal. I I thank you. Another big turnout. Thank him for the passport into his district, but uh, he's been a great partner. I also want to thank Mayor Mayor Cowan for his partnership. Trump said that. I want to thank County Judge Trevino uh, for over 30 and over 30 local officials who've joined us here today. No one, no one works harder for a safe, secure border than all of you. And Secretary Mayorkas has joined us today, and he's joined by seven mayors in cities and towns across South Texas. Four county judges here from across the state. I told the county judge that I used to be a county official. That's the hardest job in American politics. You know why? They think you can do everything. You don't have the budget. So anyway. They, and they know where you live, too. Yeah. But, and the two leaders from the Texas legislature, State House Leader Trey is here, Trey Martinez Fisher, and the State Senate Leader Carol Alvadero. Uh, and uh, look, uh, and all the other local officials that are here today, I want to say thanks. Folks, it's real simple. It's time to act. It's long past time to act. I just received a briefing Tell from the Border Patrol it, at the border, as well as immigration and enforcement, asylum officers, and they're all doing incredible work under really tough conditions. Really tough conditions. They told me what, they, what, what you already know and we already know. They desperately need more resources. Say it again, they desperately need more resources, need more agents, more officers, more judges, more equipment in order to secure our border. 
Folks, it's time for us to move on this. We can't wait any longer. Folks, in my first day as president, I introduced a bill I sent to Congress, a comprehensive plan to fix the broken immigration system and to secure the border. But no action was taken. Then months ago, my team began a serious negotiation in a bipartisan group of senators, Democrat leading conservative Republicans and progressive Democrats. And it resulted in a compromise bill. It's the toughest set of border security reforms we've ever seen in this country. Wow. It's pretty basic. Right. With this deal, we could hire okay, 1,500. Let's, let's have DHS Secretary uh, Mayorkas. This is a flashback. And he's bragging on MSNBC about what they really did when Trump had the border under control more than any president has probably in the last 50 years. Cut four, Mayorkas. And I'd like to understand from you what Trump-era immigration policies have been banned, ended, reversed, and if any investigations are underway by you. Uh, so we have rescinded so many uh, Trump immigration policies, it would take so much time to list them. Uh, oddly, he, oddly, Brandon is not talking about rescinding all the Trump immigration policies. Fortunately, Donald Trump, you just heard him in Eagle Pass, he, uh, he did mention a lot of them that have been repealed and which are, he's going to reinstate if he's a reelected president. 844-500-4242, 844-500-4242. Well, uh, we'll go to the break with, they should surge the border. Brandon's words in 2019. They've surged the border, and now they're surging everywhere. Crime is out of control. So is welfare dependency. Thank you, Brandon. I'm Howie Carr. Howie Carr. We'll be right back. He's Howie Carr. 978 says they they must have got him pumped up with drugs big time. He's really talking fast like those guns, 800 words a minute. <laughs> I don't want to. Is there anything going on with it now, Taylor, or is it over? No, he's blaming uh, Republicans for not getting an immigration reform bill passed. Oh, okay. Okay, right. Mm-hmm. So it's the same old, same old. John, you're next with Howie Carr. Go ahead, John. Yeah, how you doing, Howie? Good. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to let you know, I mean, I work at the airport in Terminal East, and when they moved them out about a month ago, so it took less than three or four days before there were more back in there. So it's, you know, <laughs> and we're, we're doomed. We are 100% doomed. John, it's, it's like I said, it's like I said, it's like you have a leaky basement, right? You know, you pump the water out, but it just keeps coming back in, right? And uh, you got to you got to fix the basement. You got to put a wall up there, you know, or, or a new floor. You got to put. You, you can't just keep pumping the water out. It doesn't do any good. What's it like? Is no, it? I it's, drive in it, from the. Go ahead. It's great. I'm sorry. I I commute from the North Shore, and I've seen uh, migrants walking up in the breakdown lane on Route 95. I've seen them walking down Route One on the side of the road. It's, you know, I mean, it's bad. It's bad. It's it's mostly women and kids here at the airport, but the guys I see walking up and down 95 during the day, they're not women and kids, you know? Yeah. It's, uh, you know, all, all guys and, you know, I'd say probably 
mid twenties or something like that. I see I see him walking almost military age males. That's the most common description, and I think it fits perfectly. Thanks for the call, John. Stay safe. Jess, you're next with Howie Carr. Go ahead, Jess. Hi, Howie. Thanks for having me on. Uh, You were just talking last segment about the uh, migrant housing crisis. I just wanted to bring attention to the fact that our ERs and healthcare system is being inundated by people who can't afford to pay. You know, I get a bill for $1,500 for a procedure that I'm on the hook for, and you have people, you know, staying in the hospital essentially for free because they're never, ever going to get a bill. Yeah, I know. And and, and they, they they go in for anything because they know it's free, right? I'm, I'm told they go, I, I'm told that the, in, in some of these hotels, they they get a they've gotten a paper cut and they call nine one one for a paper cut because they need a band aid and they don't want to have to uh, walk across the street and use their uh, their EBT card or whatever they've got uh, for on the from the welfare department to pay for band aid so they just call nine one one. I mean this is not the way to to uh, get productive new citizens. They keep they keep saying well they, these are the this is the workforce of the future. What what kind of work are they going to be doing? They're they're coming into the country, everything is taken care of them. They're on a permanent vacation. You know? If you, <laughs> if if you don't learn to work early, you don't learn to work at all. And 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 everything is being provided for them. It's it's insanity. Thanks for the call, Jess. John, you're next with Howie Card. Haven't got much time, John. Go ahead. I'm John, go ahead. Hey, how you doing, Howie? Good. I got to tell you a story. Uh, here in Vermont, we got them coming through our border up here. So the story is they got guys up in their deer stands, and they're seeing them walking through the woods with their phones, and they got a map. I mean, this thing is pretty well uh, organized. Somebody's funding a lot. Yeah, I know. I, I know the, they, they call them NGO, non-governmental organizations. But again, that's a uh, that's 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 Orwellian because they're funded by the government one way or another. Thanks for the call, John. I'm Howie Carr.